um, decide we're going to have these sales in the middle of the year to get people, you know, re-brought back into the Amazon ecosphere. And I, I looked today, but I didn't quite see anything that wasn't a bullshit sale. Now, what is a bullshit sale? It's like 25% off hand grenades. Like, I think, <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Like the, the Bourbon Street drink? <laughs> no, I'm talking about weaponry. It's just like, why do I need these things? Welcome to the parlor, listeners. This is Two in a Bottle. I'm Brandon Harris, and chilling with my co-captain, co-pilot, and co-fervent shopper. <laughs> These dollars. Happy Prime Day, man. How you doing? Happy Prime Day. Everything's going good. Yeah, we, we cracked a couple beers because it was an eventful day. A lot of eventful shopping. A lot of current events. I mean. Today is July the 10th, 11th, July today, the 11th. Okay. Today is also 7-Eleven. I didn't even go to 7-Eleven. I'm I so busy, I forgot. I wanted to go to Chick-fil-A because they have um, a free sandwich if you were something cow-related. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have to be much, a bell, a uh, cow bandana, but you know, could have walked out with a you know chicken sandwich. What do you have on that's cow-related? Nothing, because I did not... Participate, but I thought about it. No, I left it at home. It shit was in the dry cleaners. But it is Prime Day, Amazon Prime Day. One of our favorite, most probably the company I'd be most comfortable with becoming Skynet. You know, like if it was, if it was Apple, everything would be too sleek and shit. It's like Amazon. It's like it's at a hand in a lot of things, so it probably understands the versatility for us humans. It's kind of sparse. Yeah. So you, did you participate? Uh, well, right. What is, what is Prime Day? Well, DJ, listeners, listeners, Prime Day is a day which I have four hours left of that Amazon decides to have sales on various items across its wide uh, variety of inventory. So it's like Black Friday, but for Amazon on the opposite side of the year. Basically, you know, it's how it lets them dominate the calendar a little better. It's just like, you know, we're not going to deal with all that riffraff in, in November. And, uh, Symphony TVs, 50-inch Symphony TVs. Yeah, yeah, you know, Symphonia, Element TVs, all those shits. Oh, is it Symphonia? I think it's Symphonia. (laughs) (laughs) Shits, Cambodian electronics. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, um, so it's... It's definitely put together by hand. I'm sorry. I I mean, mean, hand hand quality, right? It's 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 value, right? It's value. They um, decide we're going to have these sales in the middle of the year to get people, you know, Re-brought back into the Amazon ecosphere, and I, I looked today, but I didn't quite see anything that wasn't a bullshit sale. Now, what is a bullshit sale? It's like twenty-five percent off hand grenades. Like, I think, like, what am I what are you talking about? Like the, the Bourbon Street drink? <laughs> no, I'm talking about weaponry. It's like, why do I need these things? What exactly? Like a lot of stuff. It's like sifting through. It's kind of like being in a department store. It's like, oh, a sale. Yeah, you're just a like, bunch of shit. You're just kind of like frozen because like, you don't know what to, what to go for. Yeah, but on the flip side, there, there's so much inventory. It's like, man, if I keep looking. Right. And I thought you were, I thought you were, you know, like, well, you, well, you already admitted as such. You're, 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 you're an Amazon guy. I'm a, I'm a Prime member. You're a Prime member. By accident. You're an Alexa owner. I think, I think all of us are Prime members. <laughs> it's like, damn, we got that student discount. I forgot, to, forgot to cancel yeah, that shit. Yeah, Prime, literally, I think like like two thirds of the country has a Prime account now. There are almost as many Prime accounts. It's like hundred million people, right? Something yeah, there's like almost as many Prime accounts as cable uh, cable accounts. Sounds about right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but you're also an Alexa guy. 
You know what? Uh, Alexa, Alexa is a great alarm. A great clock. Like, Alexa, what time is it? It's 5 o'clock. Like, Thank you, Alexa. Um, that's the extent of which I use Alexa. But, you know, real shit, when you get up in the morning, you be mad tired. It's like, damn, where's my phone? I need to know if I have three more minutes of sleep. Alexa, what time is it? She goes, you know, it's 6.02. Like, oh, shit, thank you. Thank you. I don't have to move. I don't have to light shot. Like, I don't know why no one just made, you know, an alarm clock and talk to. I'm sure they could. They did, but. Yeah, it's called Alexa, really. You just had to pay up the, the up price for all the other features. The Echo Dot is $30, by the way. It's on sale. It's on sale. No. <laughs> I'm hey, Fuck no, with but it. But I heard they had this, this ridiculous but dope uh, interconnectivity where you can, there are a select number of things that you can purchase just through the Alexa and get an additional discount. Were you privy to this? No, I don't, is that part of Prime Day? Yeah. Oh, I got I got four hours, man. We could spot your ass yeah, on. I got to spend like, some money. It was like uh, Alexa, buy uh, lawn chairs, and it was like lawn chairs were like seventy five percent. Lawn chairs are free with shipping. <laughs> it's like goddamn, pay for that shipping. One day shipping this time. Yeah. You know, I uh, was looking for you know some of their services maybe because I know that's where they're trying to get the deals for you to more caught in their ecosystem. I'm like, you know, what? I'll take the deal for now. Mm-hmm. Like. The music, I, I have title, but it's like if, we, if I get a free year of uh, Amazon Music, I, I take it. And like Audible, like give me some, give me some cheap Audible. I fucks with Audible. I, mean, I fuck with the Audible ads. I never use Audible. Audible is def- It's like reading but listening. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite kind of reading. My favorite kind of reading. The, the passive kind. <laughs> but I don't have to actually do it. It's labor intensive. Yeah, man, definitely. But it's interesting. I, I want to find a way to even maybe. Cut some corners and save some bucks. Like, it's, you know, it's a rough time in America. I could save a couple of dollars if I, if I really try. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I, haven't, I, I just got hip to it maybe like after the fact last year. And I didn't realize it was. Is it always on 7 Eleven or is it just like. I never really, honestly, I didn't know what day today was. It's all blending in on me now. But it's like, oh, 7 Eleven, great marketing, right? You know, it's a palindrome day in the whole week. What other palindromes do you know besides 7 Eleven? Or is that a palindrome? I mean, like the 7-11-2017. Oh. Yeah. It's like uh, those other days. That aren't, isn't it like there's no more or some shit? Like, <laughs> For years, yeah, years. Yeah. yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah, it's over. Fuck quirky math and grammar. <laughs> I don't have it. I, I wish I did. But you have a, what, an uh, arts degree. Hey, man. Talk about that with Pat. <laughs> means nothing. means nothing. It's sad. Sad and rough out. But I will say this Amazon is helping people with arts degree and they're fighting that neutrality. So all these people on the internet and making content, fighting for us. So what are they supposed to be doing? Well they like them and then Google, who I I don't know. I feel like they might be evil Skynet. I'm trying to figure out like we're gonna have to pick one. You know, I, I think the overly humanist interconnectivity perspective from the techno libertarian types will bring about the uh the apocalypse at some point, and, and we, we're going to blame Sergey Brin, right? It's going to be him. I like <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Like uh, he's a good guy. He's from New York. Is he from the projects? Is he Google him? It's always people from the projects doing well. I should have grew up in the projects. Is that true? I feel like that's just not true. Yeah, most, no. most of them are <laughs> not doing <laughs> well. It's like suffering through poverty and shit. Like it's not good. But um, yeah, they're like they're uh, gonna throttle their internet, their pages to sort of protest this whole net neutrality. Let people know what could happen, how it could be, if 
these uh, rates for per pages come into action. So will this affect their users? Or? Apparently so, but it's just like a gambit to let, let them know like, how, how much powerful it is. I'm sure it'll only be like a couple hours in the middle of the night and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like a maintenance window. <laughs> yeah. This is a protest. It'll be over in two hours. Yeah, between like five and six in the morning. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. Bigger fish to fry. Shit, there is. <laughs> the country's on just dis- the country's in chaos. Is it in chaos? It, it's been in chaos actually for a while. Uh, utter, utter dismay. Disarray. 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 Uh, confusion. Confusion. I learned a very valuable lesson today. What? Don't lie. Don't lying is not good. Like telling the truth is so great. It just it liberates you. Or at least you gotta be clever if you're gonna lie. The key to lying is to not be a liar. Mm. Your lies got to be really strategic. If you just, you know, are upfront, even if you're bombastic and your truth seems like bullshit, if you just keep it on the level, stay consistent, you can be like, I'm going to throw a lie in here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to add a corollary. One um, of the, the, the axioms of my life was part of the Real Player Rules book. When wait, wait, who's that by? All the players. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> Unwritten book. Yeah, it's just from the streets. I don't know. Um, yeah, real player rules. Uh, when you get caught, there's three things you do. It's the three Ds. Deny, deny, deny. Yes, <laughs> indeed. But you gotta be good. I think Shaggy wrote that. It wasn't me? Yeah. yeah, mean, yeah well, that, that was the... Uh, Musical manifestation of it. It was indeed, and also sort of proto Trump in terms of the the lengths. Yes, <laughs> he studied that video very very astutely. Caught on camera, it was not. <laughs> <laughs> or just distract, or you know, just make up some shit. Yeah, but I don't know what his son is going to do. Um, the latest. The, the, wait, wait. Can I get a news flash? For all y'all tired of following this shit. It's already like eight o'clock and. The internet already exploded. Cable news already exploded, I'm sure, um, by now. But basically, uh, Donald Trump Jr., DT, DJ TJ, he... <laughs> DJ TJ, right? Donald Trump Jr. Donald J. Trump R. DJ. DT. J. Donald Trump Jr. Okay, whatever. <laughs> divulged a, a string of emails showing him uh, being open to colluding with the Russian government. DJ, for those people who are tired of following politics and in the, in the news, can we get an explicit sort of chain of events how someone could come to do such a thing? Um, you gotta be really dumb. You have to be a political novice. You have to be slimy enough to think that it'll work. Um, you have to be gullible to think that it'll work. Furthermore, can we get a recap of exactly what happened and how it broke, like, broke down into how this foolishness came okay, to be? Okay, right. I'm not the New York Times or Washington Post or what have you, but essentially, um, it, uh, besides all the noise, it's been a fact for quite some time, even before Trump got into politics, that he had strong connections with uh, Russia, the Russian right. government, Russian... Hosting Miss America over there. Yeah, I mean... Fucking with their banks. Yeah, like, the, the, the oligarchy over there, they're very intertwined with the government, with, let's say, Putin or whatever, what have you. 
it's all like one piece up there. Very, very, it's like a, it's a, it's oligarchy. It's a, yeah, oligarchy, and led by an authoritarian. So, um, he's made a lot of investments over there. A lot of people, a lot of Russians have made investments into his companies, have loaned him money. He's pretty much intertwined with the Russians, no matter how much he would like to admit it. Um, so he's always had these connections and, you know, they go tit for tat. And essentially, at this point, um, one of their connections there uh, pointed out to Donald Trump Jr. that... A, a, a lawyer. Right. Well, they said, oh, well, we have this Russian lawyer that has, um, let's just call it dirt, right? Dirt on Hillary Clinton. Um, and it will help you in your campaign. And he said, well, this, these are all through emails that you could easily see on Twitter and whatnot. Do we find out Trump had like he had Gmail? I don't. I couldn't see it. I think it's just corporate email. It could be over. It, the base of it could be Gmail, but you know, when you have a corporate account. They, yeah, they, I, didn't, I didn't know. It'd just be hilarious if it was just like a Gmail account. I like, think the, the 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 guy that linked them together, his his tag was like this iPhone speaks many languages. I don't know. I found that to be comical. I don't know. That was that was his little signature. But um, yeah, what was that? Yeah, so basically they put him in contact with this woman. She wound up supposedly not producing anything of substance um, in that instance, but it, it, it was a clear sign that at least the uh, Trump campaign was willing to uh, be open to colluding with the Russian government. I mean, explicitly. explicitly. Yeah. Do, you, do you remember what the email actually said and what like the the line that I feel was. Like you want to say this? I'm dropping. I had to read uh, my research. Donald Trump, DJ, TJ. Yeah, DJ, TJ. Uh, if that, if if it's what you say, uh, quotations that information. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> like, why would you? Why would you say some shit like yeah, that? I said, and we could use it later in the summer. Right. Yeah. So. Um, at, at this, like that, all of this is a dead ringer for even just being open to collusion and into election meddling. And regardless of whether uh, whether something came of it or not, the issue is is explicitly against the law to uh, collaborate with foreign entities, right? Uh, when it comes to domestic elections, when it comes to U.S. elections, so it's just like blatantly against the law to do that. This is like the first instance in which all this mad conversations and stuff going on about and all that people suspecting for some that there was some type of collusion. This is the first real example of it. He had been, I think, I think Junior has given like three different statements over the past three days now. Right. And each of them has just given slowly but surely given a little bit more information because the Times came out with New York Times came out with the first report saying that this happened. He, became, he had a vague statement saying, oh, it wasn't that much information. I think on Sunday they had another report. and Or Monday, when, yeah, Monday yesterday, had another report with even more information building on top of that. So he finally said, oh, well, no, we did talk about potentially colluding, but it was about some bullshit. <laughs> now, today, um, the Times apparently was about to release these emails that everybody has seen now. Right. Um, and it was going to be, you know, blasted out everywhere, front page news. And Junior got a, Junior or whatever, the administration got wind of it and basically made him, he, he decided to, to release the emails himself in order to, quote unquote, get ahead of the story. So 
fairly in an attempt to be transparent after you've been lying. The Which time. this is why uh, Trump decided to you know go praise this. My son is being transparent. That's what What is he? He's a good person. Yeah, my son is a good person. He's doing this in need of transparency. Such a moron. Like this shit is. And the repeated uh, like CNN memes and shit lately. Like <laughs> I mean, beyond. I mean, in this case, this shit is just so stupid, and it pretty much summarizes what most reasonable people knew and maybe even a bit more was that Trump and his people had connections to Russia. So even if they didn't directly collude with with one another, um, the Russians, as in the Russian government, wanted to see him win, right? So they, right. they did whatever they did. They did the hacking. They did the slow dribble out of damaging information, damaging emails and whatnot. It just makes every, makes everything look bad. So... Fine. Okay. Cool. But now we have the evidence of like, the full, like potentially, like actually, legitimately colluding together at the top levels of the of the campaign. Shit doesn't look good. It doesn't. So the, the the terrifying thing is like now what happens? What's next? Right. Because there's no there's no turning back now. Because now there are legitimate questions that have to be answered. There are some like there are a lot of people. There are multiple people in legal jeopardy of. Uh, essentially committing treason because essentially what you're doing is you're collaborating with a foreign power to influence, to influence like you know what I'm saying like that just if you just think about that you don't know we don't know what's on their agenda why the fuck would you work with some people that you don't you know that, that that's not your, your fellow countrymen a lot of this shit is just like just un-American at the end of the day but. yeah and in that vein today I mean by the time you guys are listening to I know you're not gonna watch this shit because we don't give it any more uh Ratings to these people, but of course they're gonna run to state propaganda for their first interview. DJT found his way to to and Hannity. Well, not not our friend, an enemy of the pod, Sean Hannity, for the first interview post revelation of the emails. I mean, well, what did he say? What did he, he can't really deny this now because first off, he's the one that uh, released the, the emails, and it's also funny that this is ironic because. The big mar against Hillary Clinton all that. She was emailing. Her email, oh no. And it wasn't even anything about the content, just like security. She's yeah. careless. Yeah, right. Like, just crazy. So, right. So, what, what he, he went up there and tried to defuse the situation and say, oh, his father didn't know, or something like that. I mean, okay. So, I'm reading the article right now. This is actually airing tonight, Prime Day at 10 Eastern. Um, happy Prime Day. <laughs> happy Prime Day. But apparently, he's going to claim that he'd been reading about the scandals, and they were under underreporting it. So that that was what was going on at that time. He didn't know if there's any credibility to what the Russians were offering. He says, for me, it was opposition research. They had something, you know, maybe concrete evidence, but I wanted to hear it out. Maybe it went nowhere, but it wasn't. That wasn't what the meeting was about. So it's just kind of funny that. So now everybody pleads innocence about this. Okay. Right. It was just for opposition research. The issue is, it's blatantly illegal. So, there, there, there are a few things to this. And uh, this this topic is actually a little more dense than I realize as I'm saying it out loud. So I would encourage anybody just to, you know, just go on the New York Times front page and it's going to be right there in front of you. But Donald um, Trump Jr.'s no chin. That shit bothers me. Yeah, he's, 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 he's whack. But, um... <laughs> Nah, man, this, this, okay, so, now the biggest issue now is, when did and when did, 
president, right, Donald Trump, know that this was happening? Because if he knew that it was happening, then the shit is just, just, it's just a wrap. The Republicans can act like nothing is happening, as they still are right now at this moment. Um, but I, I just can't picture it going too much further in terms of his presence going too much I, further. I'm a pessimist, DJ. I, I, I agree, and I'm not, I'm not sure they're going to flip immediately, but... It just, it just doesn't really, it doesn't really even. I've been saying this lately, for the past few weeks, past few months on the pod. White evil, <laughs> so powerful. Like I never realized yeah. how. Like, what's it going to take? Let's say they impeach him and they decided not to remove him from office. Like, what, like, what would it take to even just start the process? At this juncture, everything we've seen, all the things that have happened, all, all the actual Republicans who he's personally just. Openly disrespected. And then at this juncture, at the very end of this article, this Fox News article, we get the the common answer, the common thing that we kind of... We have disturbed. Meanwhile, Senator Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said he was confident investigators would get to the bottom of whatever happened. Susan Collins cautioned that the emails were only part of a picture. So-and-so is disturbed. So-and-so is concerned. It's just like... They're going to try to wait it out and, and get however much of their agenda passed because the issue is they made their bed with this and this is not really going to turn out well. I don't know if we're going to... Well, I don't know how... Anyone. I don't know how deeply we're going to continue to revisit this conversation in a couple months but now the door is like open. Like This shit is not going to go well. I had the pool open with my homies that he would be out of office by October. So October? I got, I got a little... Like, okay, okay. Like, oh, we might shit. get there. Yeah, like, you know, because this shit just doesn't... Doesn't I don't know, maybe war? They, I don't know what's going to get, like, something. They spent, they spent, all of these people, particularly the, the three people that were at this meeting, along with the Russians, were Junior, um, the son-in-law, the co-leader of the free world, Jared Kushner. Oh, Jay Kush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kushner and his, and uh, uh, Paul Manafort, who was, who was the, the campaign Manager, yeah. yeah. This dude is actually a uh, Ukrainian spy. Yeah. <laughs> like, actually, that's literally like a government agent and shit. Like, just ridiculous people. Um, but yeah, they they were all there. Every every single one of them and everybody in the campaign has profusely denied that anything even close to this has happened. Now we've already seen in several different instances where uh, guys like Kushner or Trump Jr. or whatever they. Lied on their form, on their government forms, right. saying that they didn't meet with foreign nationals and what have you. It's like now all this is like has been been proven to be a blatant lie. Everything for the past six months, like everything that they've all that they've said, like none of this ever really ever came close to happening. No, it did. So I don't. They have no legitimacy anymore. Like if they had a credit rating, it would be junk. Because like, well, we know, we we know that considering what's happening with. The uh, sort of states rising and different companies, and then the general, like the whole G twenty trip, and how people were just like, like we're not fucking with U.S. We'll handle it. Ivanka hanging out at the table and shit. Like, why is she there? So, as a nation, we can't. We're currently junk. It's happened already, and I, I just, I'm worried that the Republican establishment is content with that because they, they would love to be because oligarchs have a banana republic that no one fucks with. I don't. Convinced of that, but I, I, I mean they don't have a lot of integrity already. Uh, but I don't, I don't know how much lower you could go. 
I think they've been waiting to where they don't, they can't even make any more excuses, and this is basically that point now. And really, the the, the reporters are going to keep on reporting. People are going to keep digging, and there's going to be a certain point where they can't even excuse. What event do you think will turn the tide? And you said October. When will it occur? In the next, I guess that's three months from now. Yeah. When ninety days? What is going to happen, DJ? Just more stories like this. I think this is really more of the tip of the iceberg than just like the one time. Let's event. play Clue. <laughs> will it be Jay Kush in the bathroom with an illegal email? Will it be Ivanka in the no, upstairs sorry. room? <laughs> will it be Daddy Trump in a Saudi hotel with a briefcase full of money? It's, it's going to have to. It's going to be. Apparently, they didn't share all the emails, which reminds me of another person, right? But these were internal emails from the Trump, Trump organization. Whatever they got their own email, you know, set up. Or very, very secure. Very right. secure. So, Trump server. Um, I just think more of these emails are going to come out and it's going to show that they were coordinated. Because really, if you you can keep it within a tight group. There weren't that many people working within the Trump um, administration. I mean, um, campaign anyway. It's really a small, small operation. This is why this shit was bound to come out and about to happen. They were, as of, as everyone has said, I'm not like the wisest person on this. They were a novice outfit. Didn't know what the fuck they were doing. They are they operate as Trump has operated his entire life without any bit of impunity not really considering any norms or laws that, that were in front of them. They had the connection with the Russians, and they fumbled their way to, to, to winning the presidency. They, they ran, they, there was, a large, there was a, a large confluence of extraordinary things that, that happened, and, and also an extraordinary candidate on both sides, really, but right. for included. Um, and then an extraordinary circumstance where... Trump won the uh, electoral vote, lost the popular vote by like damn near three million votes, and realistically he won across like those whatever three states or whatever by, by like seventy thousand votes. They more than seventy thousand people in my neighborhood. Seriously. Yeah. So I don't. They weren't playing the long game. That's what it appears to me. I don't think any of them were really playing the long game. It was like, yo. Caught this. We're dogs chasing the fucking bus. Caught yeah, it. And then they caught it. And it's like, oh shit. And now everybody's covering their ass. And they take the. They, they, they all were part of the Trump school of doing everything with bluster, doing everything in a, hyper, in a hyperbolic way. So everybody's like, oh no, this shit didn't happen. It's disgusting that you even. You know what I'm right. saying? They, there was no. Uh, all in the media and in interviews and even, I guess, on their government forums, there was no... Um, There's no concentration. They just can't just be like, this is something that happened. I don't want to move forward. Beyond that, I mean, this is that's always that was all damaging information, so I understand that they would try to omit it and act like nothing happened. But there wasn't even that clever, what's the term I would want to use? It, they, they just didn't subterfuge you well. They didn't really, they didn't really mince words or use the, the, use the most calculated words to... To, to intend something, but it really meant something else. You, you see what I'm saying? Like they, right. weren't, they weren't actually being that political. They were just being blatantly themselves. Lying. <laughs> Again, like just blatantly lying about shit. So and then, and it was just oh, most of the shit was just bound to come out. So that's why it's just perplexing. 
So no, I don't. I guess they felt that they had achieved power, and that there would be no checks. No checks, no questions. Yes, because once again, these are political novices. None of them had worked in the government except for, I mean, Manafort never worked in the government, but he was a fucking... They were for other governments. Yeah, he was like a <laughs> government operative mercenary for, for Ukraine and, and Russia and shit like that, doing shady shit over there. Fucking start riots. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, none of them really knew how to play the game and how to really manage things. Trump still doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He's not, he, he, he gives no ideas. He's just really a vessel for the, for the Republican... For both sides of the Republican Party, both extremes, right? You got the extreme economic side, where you want to cut taxes for rich people, and then you got the super duper racist side, where all these populist white people who bring, you know, the, the, the type, like those type of policies. So, this we are. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting predicament. Can we talk about a, another bastion of whiteness, please? Is there another one besides the Republican Party? Yeah. Oh, like nothing bigger, though, but yeah. No, the white mamba. Brian Skelbrini. He's a fashion. Yeah, white people love him. He still love them. He's loved everywhere by, you know, white hoops fans off his just pure, flabby whiteness. Kahoot, though. Didn't something happen to him? Put up 27 for the Nets once a time. Wait, what do you mean? Wait, what? No, didn't he get uh, managed out, as as I like to call it, in the corporate sense? He got fired. Maybe he got fired recently? Like a year or two ago? As like an assistant coach or something? Yeah, Yeah, I think I saw. He's like an, he was an announcer for the Celtics. No, but he, he he was an assistant coach after that. He got fired. He was an assistant coach with the Warriors, right, a while ago? Maybe the Warriors. And then, like, he had got... He tried to get somebody out or something. Some shit happened. And it was fired. Yeah. It's like, they fired Brian Scalabrini. Yeah, last time I heard, he was, like, a commentator for the Celtics. Yeah, no, nah, he's been a commentator for the Celtics. Yeah. He looks like a fucking Irish Boston. Classic. Boston. Even though apparently Italian. Scalabrini, whatever. <laughs> Man, he looks like a... Leader. Of the ball hogs, of the big three. Big three. Basketball is back. <laughs> <laughs> Hire me, shit. Got the taglines. Perhaps to you for the transition. Because I was about to just guzzle this whole thing. Yeah, we were talking about politics. Yeah, politics. Oh, going on. Yeah, um, if you're like me, you're starved for sports. It's the dog days of summer. Apparently. Aaron Judge is yeah, apparently, apparently yeah. It's like, you know, baseball Yankees. Aaron Judge is the, is the new apparently six eight great white hope. Just chiseled chin. I thought he was mixed. I mean, he looked mixed. I don't. Let me. He, he's like he's he's one of these new Zach Levines. Like do he got like an edge up. He's busy white with an edge up. Jeter, Jeter. But Jeter, but he's Jeter was from twenty years ago. All the new blended children all have. A mean fade. It's like I, I'm black. They let you know, like no matter how pale they are, I was like I got, I got to edge up. So, so you say no. Shout out to Clay Thompson, by the way. He's been turned up in China. I just in China. <laughs> just in China, dancing awkwardly. Ah, I'm rich. My so, life's great. He's on China dunk. Oh, uh, the three sixty dunk fell. Yeah, like, never helps. Like that's how popular basketball is, by the way. It's just like it's over, but like we just follow whatever the hell they're doing. <laughs> we, nothing else is happening. Aaron Judge is hitting more home runs than ever, being you know chiseled American God. But who cares? He's a Yankee, so I care. But other than that, it's just like I can't. I need to watch people doing athletics, not performing baseball. Sips beer. But in all seriousness, Big Three's back. Big Three is basketball. For us people that have enjoyed it in the past, the non-Warriors fans, those who remember it, 
yesteryear with names such as Al Harrington and Rashad McCants and you know who's been eating? The first Steph Curry, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf. He's been eating. Is he still praying for the game? I don't know about that, but Greybeard and everything pull up three on your ass like it's like it's nothing. What about my man who who also has the beard? Uh, Cut Mobley. Yeah, Katino Mobley. Now, once upon a time when I was in LA, Katino like would like, he would play, play these uh, like you know intramural circus and shit, just be around mm-hmm. running from three point line, three line, point line, busting ass, playing no D. Mm-hmm. It's like damn, he still got it. And he's showing it. He was. They were playing. They, they were actually playing the, these teams that were. I don't know. I think their name is Trilogy, and then Mahmoud's team is uh, Three Headed Monsters. They played actually this past weekend, and uh, they were going at it. It was good to see. You know, still gray haired. I mean, that's that for three slow. I could appreciate half court ball. Yeah. So okay. So I, I don't think you prefaced it. I didn't. But vagueness. Uh, not a big three is a uh, semi pro. Half court three on three league right. that was um, headed by started by Ice Cube and has been relatively successful. I would say, yeah. Floating. yeah. Um, I've been like, keeping little tabs on it over the, the past six months or whatever as it was announced and right. getting in action. Uh, they were able to get a few big names of retired guys: AI, yeah. Chauncey Billups, Kenya Martin. Mike Bibby, uh, what's my man's name? Steven Jackson, mm-hmm. current analyst on ESPN. Um, and they decided, you know, let's do a once-a-week sort of showcase. So these, these older guys can actually play, play one game a week. We'll go to a different city. And we'll put on a show for like a, a sort of whole day. The first one, which I neglected to go to and thought about going to. Me too. Was here in Brooklyn. We should have brought two in a bottle out there. We, we should have did it. But um, it's definitely like a whole day sort of ticket. You have to be there. And I, I, in retrospect, I realized that people wouldn't have been there all day. They would have left and came in and out. So it wouldn't yeah, have been a deal. Yeah, they the information that well, though. Yeah. They provide the times, but not what games. It was like 1 o'clock. I'm like, <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, totally. Um, but it's been an interesting experiment in fulfilling the summer void of sports. Mm-hmm. And uh, sort of this post- post-professional league and also dealing with three-on-three, which has actually been growing lately and getting the Olympics and whatnot. Right, right, right. Yeah, um, I followed it a bit off and on. And as I said, I wanted to go just for the Allen Iverson nostalgia. Um, But it looks like we may have made out okay because apparently he didn't score and he's looking washed. So... Don't tell me my man the answer is... There's a a wide swath of play skill that I've seen. Well, not even skill, but just physical... (laughs) Physical ability. There's some guys that... Like, a lot of these guys aren't even 40. Like, they're late 30s. They just, you know... Maybe retire 35. They they still could play. It's just the regular season is a slog, man. 82 games. They need to... Everybody knows they need to shorten it, but... yeah, they just can't maintain all, all that traveling and keeping yeah. up with your body and whatnot. So, families, some of the guys clearly, definitely still got it, and a lot of them can at least still shoot. Like, there's guys, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, you don't you don't think about that. Or like, like Rasul Butler's out there; he's playing really well. Al Harrington, I was joking about, was playing very well. Like, he's leading, actually leading big three and scoring. Uh, guy like like guys like Abdul Rauf, like he's been retired for a, a while and, and playing in like different leagues because he got kind of blackballed out the league. Right. But uh, playing overseas and stuff, he, he, he probably is about fifty. 
looks really good and like slim and looks like you know I, I not to stereotype he was decided to be a Muslim I feel like he, he's vegan and shit now like he's, he's very seems very healthy um but sadly you know the guy that's getting a lot of the marketing pub pretty much for because he's the the biggest star of everybody that's left AIO and you hear all the rumors about him and everything drinking just that drink and you can kind of tell like his jersey kind of tight just you know just bloated a little bit yeah, a little bloated kind of like a potato yeah <laughs> <laughs> you see the highlights. He'll be in the first two plays. Then he's just on the bench. Like he's like he's, he's quote unquote player coach. Yeah, I think that's that uh, smart move. Smart move, cube. They're like, all right, well, you only really got to play. You just got to put on your armband. You just got to hold your hand, your, your ear to the crowd one time. Right. Take you right after two minutes. And, so. and then, and then that's what's been happening. But a lot of the other guys have been playing good, and even like. It's definitely as a basketball fan and a like historian of the game. It's been nice to see like the old guys and just having the camaraderie. Not even the players, but even like, they even got the even older guys coaching. Like Rick Barry's a coach. Yeah, yeah. Oak is a coach, right? Oak is Oak is the coach of AI's team. <laughs> or maybe not, I'm not particularly sure. Trying to double check, but Oak is a coach. Rick Barry is a coach. Clyde Drexler's a coach. Doctor J is a coach. Um, Rick Mahorn, like just you know a lot of the old classic players, and you know they're just having a good time. Out there, yeah, yeah. I mean, I tried to. I watched. Uh, I watched the long form highlights, so it was pretty much damn near the whole game. Each of these games, I think they they go to fifty by twos and threes. Yeah, and they have a four point few spots super far out. Um, I do find it odd that the, that the commentator calls it Curry Range. Have you been watching this? I've heard, and I want someone to like. So. Once upon a time, people, I interned with the Clippers. I probably said on a pod before, so don't don't shit on me. You may have, but, yeah. but basically, a lot. One of the things we had to do was to like give the announcers notes and shit about whatever was going on, crowd size, whatever. Something they had to make announcements at. Somebody needs to walk up to them, pass them a little note and says that Curry Range shit is whack. It's stop like it's, and it, again, it's also a little too much cross promotion. In my mind, like why are you? He's not playing. This is not the NBA. It's it's not the NBA. Number one. Even if we're trying to promote this new league as like an alternative, like these giving these guys another chance, to like if you make a couple extra hundred thousand dollars, great. And it's like super, sort of like pan, like a pandering and sort of disrespectful to the players that are there. Like these yeah, exactly. these guys have they played play curry. curry, like they they can shoot, right. like and it's not even that far. It's, yeah, it's, 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 not, it's almost not even a full half court. Yeah, it's not that far. So. He needs a, he needs a, a definitely a, a marketing note to not do that. Yeah, maybe a little even from downtown. Everybody loves. Yeah, downtown. yeah, from downtown, from way outside, from way out. Yeah. Okay. Cur- okay. Like Curry but Land. Yeah, uh, the quality of play, I, I, I haven't really made my made my strong conclusions on it. I mean, they, you can tell they all are, they all are old. They do look a few steps slow. The plays take a bit of time to develop. But the scoring, it's not as fluid as, as just regular full court basketball because you don't you don't have your eyes don't track from side to right. side. So it's a, it's a very kind of jagged, almost like a football like you know because it's just like kind of a repeat of the same thing. Right. The only brilliance that you do see is either in a couple one on one plays or uh, if something if there's just a sequence that really flows that well. Maybe over time the teams will have a little bit more. Fluidity and run plays on screens and stuff. It's like more that. an adjustment as a, a, a viewer 
Because we're not, we just don't watch half. Like unless I'm gonna yeah, watch a half court yeah, game. Never, what you mean? Right, exactly. <laughs> when I was waiting to play, like you're right. sitting on top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's just you never are looking at a half court game. So there's a couple things that you wonder, like, damn, taking the ball out, like. Should you have to? You should. You always have to. I think you should probably always have to clear it. Like they're like, you know, if you miss a shot and it doesn't the rim, you can put it up. I feel like you should always have yeah. to. Something about this, the resetting of the play, makes it mentally just more. Someone just making a layup off of an air ball three is just not what it is. But in a lot of the players' defense is just like it's weirdly some of the younger. They have like younger like semi pro guys from sort of the end of the bench, yeah. and they're like clearly younger and like playing too well. It's like I need to not play that well which we're here to see al harrington but it, it's been i think for the things i've seen it's been it's been good i've seen a lot of smart play a lot of like good one-on-one like you like you'll see all right someone's gonna match up with them and they're gonna like take while the jumbo and, and that's nice and shit russ went to the, the last game was in tussle tulsa oklahoma russell came out and showed his love and like watched the games and so it's just yeah, like as, as yeah as a tour i guess it was in charlotte or somewhere where it was yeah, like as the tour goes around, I guess it'll build up steam. They actually already changed the rules because it was 60 the first week. And they decided maybe that's too much. It's a little, yeah. it's not even enough. Yeah, I think the core rules are pretty pretty solid. Um, with the exception, like you said, maybe just taking it back out and stuff like that. Um, but as a base product, yeah, I definitely give, give Cubis props. Like, it really seems substantial. It seems like they really took their time and, and, and put together something worthwhile. And it, and it is cool to kind of see, like, the OS try to play. Um, although, maybe as it gets a little deeper into the season, maybe maybe or maybe not, they might play a little harder. I do see sometimes if they get blown by, like, they just, like, forget it. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm try. Because, like I said, I, I forgot which young dude it was, but he was cooking, son. He cooked everybody. but And he would just get by everybody, and they just spread the floor out. So once he get by his man, he just has an easy layup or dunk. So, I don't know, maybe to start putting a few guys on the floor. Who knows? And it's also, like, the money is there, so I don't know who has money and doesn't have money. They're like, the young guys might really, because I think each player on the winning team is, like, 100000 I don't know really how it works, but there's some sort of, like, definitely financial um, yeah, you know, ram- ramifications for how you finish or how you do. And some of the guys, like, seem to be really at the forefront. I don't know who got what deal. Like, Steven Jackson seems to be really into, like, all right, I'm going to make this a show. Like, he has, like, glasses in his profile pic and shit. Like, he's going for, like, you know, creating the idea and the mentality of the league. Well, some of the guys may just be like, oh, I need a couple extra dollars. I don't know. You know, they're not really personas. Because, like, Mike Bibby, he's, like, has his own team, sort of fits his persona. And even Bryce Calabrino, I joked about earlier, he is, like, he's the only green-style team. He's, like, the only white, white guy that's a leader of the team. And so it's kind of it's kind of funny. Um, there have been a few age-related injuries, though. Oh, yeah. I think Jay, uh, White Chalk is... Yeah, White Chalk out the first game. Yeah, first game. It's like, damn. Man, so, they still old. I old. I guess you gotta take care of your body, because his backup is older than him, and he's cooking. Who's his backup? Abdul Roof is his backup. Uh, was, yeah. yeah, I don't know the full rosters, and, and the names are also... Three-related. I guess they're not <laughs> that generic. I'm just, you know, you just... Grown cut, you just grow accustomed to knowing the team names, like an NBA or NFL. Trilogy, Three's Company. Yeah, they had a few clever names. I did like Three's Company. Yeah, that's good. One of them with a ghost though. Uh, ghost balls. Ghost balls. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Ball hogs. That's a good one. Uh, 
Some one was just tri-state. I don't yeah, know. Uh, yeah. It's like, that's like, yeah, you fucking team. Or I think they just didn't think it was going to, like, really build up like that. So they just put a generic name on it. Like, but it's just saying, like, it came out of a 2K simulation. <laughs> I mean, but aren't all names silly at first. You got to get it. You know, it has to take a time to settle it. No, for sure. For sure. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll check back in on that. Do, do they do a whole playoff format and everything? or is it? I don't know. Right. But uh, we, we'll, we'll, we'll Google it. We'll, we'll check it. It's the summer. Ain't shit on. <laughs> Ain't watching Aaron Judge. I'm sorry. Go oh, Yankees. Man, I love baseball. Well, I love Yankees and playoff baseball. But I enjoy the baseball. idea of baseball. Yeah. Uh, but it's on, it's on usually on what, Mondays, right? It's, you know, not live. So it's showed, know, shown that, on Monday. That's what killed me, too. Because on Sunday, that Sunday when it was here in Brooklyn, I thought... Uh, could watch it. Yeah, it was like, right, I'll just watch it later. But it was actually the next day, and I wound up missing it. So that's when I, I wanted to check the highlights. Well, you can't watch everything. Sometimes you have to schedule your life around the shows you need to watch, AJ. Mm-hmm. I know that I personally have begun, and even though I, I feel a little shame inside, deep inside, it's all right, man. You're to make right. Sunday power appointment watching. Oh, 50 Cent, Amari Hardwick. It's, it's the girl it's from 3LW. Notori Noy. That one, yeah. yeah. It's interesting that you say that because um, my, my, my special Sundays are starting again. Game of Thrones is, is returning this, this Sunday, I believe, at 9 p.m. 9 p.m. Um, I think at 10 p.m. for HBO Go. Oh. So I'll be on that. When is it going on uh, couchtuner.com? I don't know. I'm not hip to that one. They don't, they don't, they don't stream clearly in, in HD most times. So I, I just stick to my mother's D- account. DJ respects the entertainment culture no, you, and business. No, you didn't, you didn't hear my last point. I just said, I stick to my mother's account. <laughs> <laughs> like, shit. For real. So, tell me more about, about this, this, what do you call it, power? Yes, yes. DJ is too good for Negro color television. So he sticks to the premier general colored, well, not colored, but, you know, general television extravaganza that is Game of Thrones. I'm sure he watched Walking Dead and the other. What are the other shows? That's that, super trite of you to say. It is. Because you never watch the nigga shows. <laughs> <laughs> you never do. I be telling you about them. Like, yo, you saw me and Mary Jane last night? No, like, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds black. Survivors Remorse isn't that LeBron show? That's on Stars. I don't know, but it definitely was on Stars too with the power. Stars Originals, ping, whatever. (laughs) How it goes? Back to back. I don't, I don't know, but I will watch a good African American Negro colored television show if it's good. Insecure, moi. Atlanta, bellissimo. Power, it's okay. Mozzarella. <laughs> what was it? We said mozzarella. I was gonna say mozzarella. You know what? It's funny. Like a lot of memes. That's where these shows grow in the memes. Internet culture, yeah. Yeah, that's all fueled by internet culture. And I personally don't get a lot of shows as they're going or. You know, as they're being watched, I, I usually don't care or I have the energy to keep up with them. But I don't know why. And I think it's because it's definitely embraced the thin line between being a serious drama 
and also having good acting of characters in Mingo. This is ridiculous. Like, I hate this person. That's how good they're portraying those roles that I really am growing ire. Um, but it, it's keeping me with, it's got a good sort of cat and mouse thing that they like to do. And it's like, you know what? I respect it. And I actually heard it was my man, the main guy, Omari Hardwick's story on, on, pod, on podcast. Well, he wouldn't know he's Ghost. Ghost is a persona. Anybody can be Ghost. That's the thing of this year. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's just like, because, you know, feds don't know. It's just a, it's, a, it's just Ghost. Oh, I'm too, I'm too yeah. way back. Exactly. Who is that? Who's Ghost? Is this white friends? Actually, I don't know. Exactly. It has a it, power. I have to sell you on it. Has the obligatory white man in a black man's world that everyone loves. Obligatory. It has, which is kind of a strike against it, even though it was making my argument. Too many sex scenes. They've toned down it on this season, but it's just like it's on stars. Yeah, it's like That's why it pre- premium TV. I know it's on HBO too. It happens a lot. Showtime. Maybe because stars, but stars above all of them. Really, I've reached a point in my life, DJ, and maybe you know, at a younger period, or people that are just thirsty out here that are just not getting no butt. <laughs> that I don't want to see people having sex in the shows have them laying in the bed smash cut to them looking up at the ceiling breathing hard talking i don't care yeah, i don't know what, what I, adds to it yeah, unless, just, unless there's something expository in the sex scene right or something happened or she calls him a wrong name or yeah. something like that that adds to the story but that that's it's like i used to watch um spartacus for yeah fun. And that shit was just all like blood and sex. I mean, that was just, that was the central part of the show. We are ancient times. People are free with their sexuality. No, but it was it was just absurd. I mean, on purpose though. So I I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it becomes damn near pornographic. But it's like it's not porno though. If it was porno, it'd be cool. Like okay, this is just porno, but it's not. It's not. I don't. I'm not here for that. I'm here for violence. <laughs> they had the full. I, I don't know. Maybe we have to speak to. Uh, a director that that that, that indulges in, in, in that type of filmography, but you know, even on I remember the the, the insecure scene where she smashed the old yeah the guy in the studio. The shit was like five minutes. I was <laughs> like, this is too much. I don't want to see all this. I was like, y'all just y'all do that on your own time. Not when I'm watching you. I don't know. I think it was meant to make us remember. Maybe that's what it is. It's just like the visceral nature of it makes you remember the scene. Television directors, if you're here, please come on the podcast. We want to know why I don't want to see nobody's butt crack. I don't want to see no thrust and I don't want to see no thigh meat. Please. You know, people do, man. That's what it is. People do. The, the thirst buckets in the world. Everybody got a little thirst in them. <sighs> That's fine. Go get you some real. All right? Watch porn. <laughs> Watch some porn. It's, it's there. It's a click away. I know you're already illegally streaming this shit. Please. Make another tab. Open a tab. Just indulge and then come back and realize why. why? Everybody's not always in it for the story, man. Can I praise Amari Harwick besides his sex scene ability? <laughs> I listened to a podcast and apparently he was Denzel Washington's son's teacher. Somehow got to school with Denzel Washington's son and like and didn't even know. And eventually he was like, you know, I'm moving on. I'm gonna do trying to make it his actor world. David, David Washington? Yeah. He was like his teacher at school. And then Denzel was like, you know what? He apparently became homeless trying to become an actor. Yeah, I think I heard of that. You heard the shit? And then, you know, Denzel was like, got something for you. Gave him a little, a little change, and he paid him back, but he made it. Wow. 
Yeah. Was- key, the key to that, kids, remember, become friends with Denzel. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just <laughs> or you know, you know, if you meet a celebrity son, you know, befriend him, befriend, befriend him, <laughs> teach him some shit, and but still kind of like keep distance so you don't seem thirsty. But you know, in your head, be yeah. like, I right, keep nah. this nigga in my way. I watch almost, I watch like probably more than half of the first season of Power, and I could have kept watching, but I don't know. Sometimes you know, I'm not gonna lie, the internet zeitgeist keeps me watching certain shows right. or, or points me in a certain direction because realistically none of us have the fucking time to sift through to see what shows are good or not anymore realistically agreed so I it just wasn't there for me it wasn't there I think I was watching it out of season and out of the when, when the new season was shown right. so it was just like damn, the memes just, weren't there yeah it was a little laborious and, and, and also I saw certain parts of the plot where I just wasn't really gravitating it to it like that and like you said there are certain things that are just ridiculous whether out of weakness or just because it was like intentionally made to be ridiculous like him being in love with his side chick that's also <laughs> it was like I get it that this is going to be the main line of the show but it's like I don't know man it's just not really on the flip side of how you sort of fell out of it I think the reason I fell into it is number one I didn't watch the first season. <laughs> I just came in. We was like, listen, there's his, his, you know, side chick is an FBI agent. 50 Cent is in this for some reason. Has a whole side story that is unrelated to the plot. Completely. And um, jump in. Season two. That's that what it takes. salvaged my interest. I think that happens with a lot of shows. Yeah, and for the shows that get up and running a little better, not to say that first season of Power is bad by any means, but... Once you get past the first season, usually the show is already up and running. Um, the, the, the the writers and the actors have their feet under them whether when it comes to the characters and the plot. So you can just pick it up as it's running instead of, you know, you got to go through the expository notes on the first episodes of the of the first season. Right. So it always is a little slow. And, and, and you've watched those, right? Don't they make these now? So these season recap things so you can just like jump in oh yeah I mean at the beginning of every episode just like remember this remember this remember this like oh shit well I don't even gotta really recap it anymore I did that realistically with uh, Leftovers um really good show for season 2 and 3 like really really good uh then as I guys made me come back to it cause I kinda fell off of it the first season it was very it's, it's still an extremely dense and heavy show to watch you could really only watch like one episode at a time without I don't know having a having a, a headache or something um, but I came back to it because the, pe- the people I finally read on the internet said it was dope and the third season was coming out so I quickly watched the first season and then while they watching the third season it was fire so right. um, I didn't even watch the last few episodes of the first season so they kind of can pick up from the second season and, and on so. so for somebody like me who needs that boost who needs the uh the sell to be like all right game of thrones is coming on sunday what because i know boom this is what i know from my uh recap uh the girl blonde has dragons the other girl the lady got shamed john snow was dead but he wasn't dead came back and shit there's these there's the guy with the white face who was in north but he's back and now he actually is bringing people back from the dead sort of here his army but we don't even know what that means yeah and then uh some the midget 
he oh, was like, king, but not king. No, he was. He was but he, king. he's like you know still doing he's shit. Hand of the king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I don't know who's in charge. There was a guy that was a new villain that wasn't the little boy, but people thought he was bad. But he, the little boy was too lit, so I got disinterested after he died. And now, why should I be hype? I mean, it's just fire. It really, I mean, it's, it's you know. Uh, the little girl killed somebody, right? But then got sad or something. I mean, she killed a couple people now, but uh, I mean, there there's a lot to take in. It's, it's a very the topics are not they, they're heavy, but they're not intentionally they're not that heavy. But it's just a lot of uh, narratives. There's a lot of storylines going on at once, so it's a lot to take in. But as a whole, man, this is probably the dopest show I've, I've, I've ever seen. I'm not the only person to say that. So, um, it's up there, man. Just as a, as a, I guess, is it still cinematic if it's on TV? Just as a cinematic accomplishment. There's just so much going on in the show, the scale. It's the weaving of the plot that yeah, brings you in. Yeah, the weaving of the plot, the realistic stakes that are, that are at hand, even though there's magic and stuff like that. Um, it's not overbearing. Um, it's, it's not that the show, it's not that the show is realistic, but it's like the the themes and the storylines and how and the way people think and react to things. It, it it is realistic and it just shows like what people are willing to do for power and for family. Um, it's just it's just it's just really good, man. I would encourage you to watch. Uh, you can you can. What's this it. season's through line that I need to be hype about? I would say there's many plot lines, but what's the one I'm like, yo, this this is engaging me. Okay, so there are two things. So essentially, they have these zombie, this like zombie force of people coming from let's call it the north. Yes. Uh, of the continent, they're coming to kill everybody and to take it over. Right. Uh, for some reason, the White Walkers. For some reason, we we don't know for sure yet. Uh, we have this uh, Christ-like figure, Jon Snow, who came back from the dead, who is going to try to fight them. Oh, so, I thought he was one of them because he how did he come back? Magic. Okay. Yeah, magic. Gotcha. Um, they had dark magic. Oh yeah. shit! Dark magic, crazy shit. Yeah. Um, and then you have on the other side, on the south, let's say southwest, southeastern side of the continent, geography. You have the, the the girl with the white hair who's in Terminator, which was terrible. Uh, uh, she has dragons and shit. She's coming to uh, take take back the kingdom that was taken from her father who was killed. Right. So she's coming with mad, like a massive... The guy in the first season is her father? No. No, some other guy. No, okay, no. cool. The thing about doing a prequel about her father, but that's a different thing. Um, but yeah, she's coming with a massive army to take everything back. So you have two wars that are converging that are supposedly not... On the Lannisters. Well, the Lannisters are half the kingdom, so the girl talking like Daenerys or whatever. Yeah. The girl with the dragons, I'm trying to be vague, the girl with the dragons Thank you. is trying to take the kingdom back from the Lannisters. But there's a probably, there's a, there's a larger war about to happen in the north with these zombies and shit. So, basically the plot is going to interweave to where there's a convergence of the two and probably all of humanity, the non-zombie people, oh, shit. will probably have to realize like, okay, we can't really fight each other. We need to fight these zombies and there's going to be a massive war. So, if there's anybody still wavering, the few of you like Brandon. Um, you got zombies. Got war. I would say. Show sure sex. I would say watch the second 
second to last episode of the last season. It's called The Battle of the Bastards. If you don't, if that shit is, is not one of the most riveting things that you that you've ever seen, then you know, then don't watch the show. Don't watch television. Yeah, no, no, not even that. But I'm saying like you're, you're not gonna like the show. Like if you don't think the episode is fire, it's amazing, then then you don't gotta watch it. Like then it's not gonna get much better than that. Uh, and over these past like the last few seasons, they've been upping the budget more and more because now everything is coming to a head. So there's more. Large scale battles. There's right. all the CGI with the dragons and shit flying around, like people, like you know, like they, they breathe fire and all that shit. That shit costs a lot of money, and HBO paying out the ass for that. So um, they've really just been up in the stakes, and it's becoming a much larger scale uh, show. It's like it's like watching. It's like it's like every week you're watching another episode of uh, like like Lord of the Rings. Basically. Okay, it's like that, but every week serialized, essentially. Watch Game of Thrones, people. Yeah, nah, dude. I might watch Battle of the Bastards tonight, man. That shit was so dope. So, I mean, it's like crazy. It's just like, you watch it, you're like, yo, this shit is fucking crazy. Just the way they put it together. If you, if you watch it, I don't know if you, I don't know if your Alexa has surround sound capabilities. You turn, you turn the volume up, you get immersed into that shit. Shit happening behind you, is around. Yeah, they got arrows. And, yo, this shit's lit. It's lit, man. It's lit. A good sell. Not a lot of black people in it. You know, I know people have little qualms about that. I know you don't like. No, I'm not gonna go with my qualms. I ain't gonna go my qualms. You know, Hold uh, it. But you gotta take a few couple things for, for what they are. You know, and uh, it's a dope. It's dope. That's what's up, man. Hey, DJ, we made it. What? To the end of the pod. Oh man. Yeah. I thought we weren't. We thought we were never gonna make it. I mean, good content, good quality. It happens, man. I mean, I gave like the easiest recommendation, like, yo, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great show. <laughs> yeah. It's like Lord of the Rings every week. Yeah, it's like, you know, in the duh, <laughs> duh weekly. I would say the plot is more compelling than Game of Thrones, by the way. Like, it's just more interwoven. There are more characters you care about. Has as much television versus film. Oh, well, I mean, I guess that's the point. You have yeah. more time to, to invest in individual characters. Definitely. But, uh, yeah, it's been another great week or two in a bottle. Uh we're gonna get out of here. I would like to, you know, give a note for next week. I've got news coming up. Going to see the Colored Museum. Is that what it's called? The National African American History Museum of Color. Not, that's not what it's called. It has a ridiculous acronym that I can never remember. The, the acronym is pretty fun. Yeah, it's like an NHAMM. <laughs> I could never remember it, but I'm gonna see this weekend, and I guess I'll have a report. Maybe I'll have a on the scene report. Two in a bottle on the street. Two on the street. Throwback. The street. Yo, so, what is that guy doing now? Selling car insurance? What guy? Hits on the street. Hits on the street. Oh, I told you I met him, right? I think you did. Yeah, at he a party. Sell your car insurance. That's why I said that. No, they didn't try to sell your car insurance. Don't do him like that. Don't do hits like that. Nah, he was at Al He's good for life. Al. I need money. But his name is Al. It was Al. Franken. No, not Al Franken. No. Kidding, Al Franken. It's definitely Al, but, you know, he's a nice guy. Al Sheer? I don't know if it's Sheer, it's but. Sheer. That's it's a different it's, comedian. Yeah, but his name's somehow, and he's a nice guy. Um, but, yeah, thanks for listening to the podcast, Two in a Bottle. You know where we at? Stitcher, Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes, podcast app. And also, if you're in Brooklyn, in the city, uh, Brick, you know, the Brick Brooklyn Free Speech Media, we on there too. Local and international. That's how we do it, two in a bottle. That's how we do it. Maybe next week we're coming back with the international shout outs. Hey. Yeah, we'll check, we'll, we'll, we'll check those. And uh, potentially, 
hopefully on Spotify soon. So uh, keep listening. We'll be back next week. DJ, any parting words? Um, I did not know you joined Blood, but... <laughs> I actually joined the Big Ballers. Oh, yeah, because you got to get the All Red Soaps. Yeah, it's coming. When the All Red Soaps come out, I'm buying stock. Yeah, are you making the hot takes about... Uh... His first two summer league games. Um, no, I, 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 I have nothing. Let that rest. We'll be we'll be back next week. Maybe some big baller talk. <laughs> two.